Hello and welcome to PokeSports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike and I play with one Pokemon on the field. I'm Kevin. I feel like it's been so long since our last podcast. It, this is what the podcast feels like to me as well. Yeah. When we were in person last week doing our, our Brooklyn uh, in-person rundown of all the, the other stuff. Uh, oh, man, that felt like a completely different podcast. We could have released that as a completely different name. Honestly, though, it, it was such a different experience. And from like the positive comments that we've read online, and you guys seem to like it. So, cool. so let's do more of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me, me and Mike are both planning to go to Ohio, so we're yeah. we're in the works with hopefully getting another live podcast for you guys. Since mm -hmm. you know, positive feedback. This is what positive feedback is for. Well, I mean, thankfully, it's one of those things where now that restrictions are opening up a little bit and now that uh, the two of us are able to travel a little bit more. Now that um, we're opening up a little bit. Now that we're opening up to each <laughs> other, opening up our hearts and our arms, uh, it's it, you, we're, we're able to schedule these things a little bit easier. So mm -hmm. I, I know for a fact that there will be some point in uh, this year where I head back to New York uh, mm -hmm. for other reasons. So. Uh, anytime I do, I'm just going to get an extra day and be like, all right, well, this is this is Kevin Day. This Gotta have Kevin. a Kevin Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big thanks again to the Brooklyn Podcasting Studio. If you did not see our last episode, episode 116, uh, easily one of my top five episodes, not just for the fact that it's it's in person, but also just the things that we do in it, we don't normally do. So it was, mm. I don't know, it was fun. I mean, I wrecked fun. Mike in a game of Dexit, so that's always fun. That yeah, and then the often. day, and then the day after, we ate a chip and destroyed ourselves. So, there was which that you guys too. might be seeing, I maybe that that was our ten thousand YouTube subscriber promise was that we would yeah. eat a chip and and pretty much record ourselves dying. I mean, right? We Check might YouTube. It's probably there. <laughs> you know. Okay, so here's the thing. It comes out on this episode comes out on Wednesday. Uh, likely by then, if math works the way that math works, and people are just numbers, which they're not uh we will have hit 10,000 subscribers and there will be a new video celebrating that on the channel uh there's something that i learned about this chip and i will say this because the video is out mm -hmm. uh <laughs> i don't think we were supposed to swallow it i don't think we were actually supposed to swallow it really yeah we were supposed to spit that out of, doing a little bit of research and uh it looked like you know how when we were reading that thing, we were like, how long can you survive? 30 seconds, a minute, an hour, whatever. Are we supposed to hold it in our mouths? I'm pretty sure we were just supposed to hold it in our mouths. Why would they make why would they make it food? Why would they make it food? Exactly. <laughs> that is my question. Just like uh, give me like a, a like a drop of capsaicin or something. Yeah. Food. I, I swallow food. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I too swallow food from time to time. Okay, here's a little bit of a, a segue. I showed mm -hmm. that video to my family, and the first thing they said is, "Doesn't Mike have a daughter?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why would he do? Why would he put himself in such harm? The thing is, we didn't know it was going to be that bad. No, we did not. The initial pain wasn't bad. It was the aftermath, and our friends that were there can attest to it. They they experienced the whole roller coaster ride of emotions that whole night to the yes. point where I didn't even know what to say, but check back on us in an hour and make sure we don't need a hospital. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it, what, what you'll see on YouTube is about four minutes of that. 
what that video actually was 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 20 minutes that I cut down into four like a four minute supercut. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that actually actually was after the the camera was off was the entire night of writhing in pain. About 12 hours, I would yes. say. <laughs> yes. Um, I got Kevin into one piece because we just <laughs> lay down on a bed and we're just like trying not to move as much as possible and getting ourselves out of our head. It's such a weird experience. I've never felt like spice high, but that was a spice. High. I, I don't remember that night. I do not remember. Yeah. <laughs> My body will not let me remember that night. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. back to Pokemon. That, that, yeah. that's, that's a little segue. So I'll, I'll put a little bookend on that and say, <laughs> for those of you who have subscribed on the YouTube channel, thank you very much for, for doing that, contributing to the 10,000 people we now have on, uh, on PokeSportsYouTube.com slash PokeSports listening and watching along to all of our fun stuff there. Uh, there's going to be a lot more fun stuff coming this, this year, especially with Scarlet and Violet coming out. So please make sure you're still subscribed over there uh, for when that for when that happens. Uh, until then, we're still talking Pokemon. And, you know, something that we haven't talked about in a long, long time. That's Smogon. Remember Smogon? Hey, Smogon's a fun The time. whole one one Pokemon on the field thing that the you whole say. One Pokemon on the field. <laughs> play with one Pokemon on the field for the first little bit of this podcast. Uh, Smogon this week, not even the, yeah, it was actually this week. Just, just yesterday, I believe. Smogon uh, recently. <laughs> recently, exactly. Uh, just recently, Smogon has, uh, created some new news in their, in their tiering policy, uh, in this generation and, and supposedly for the next few generations, however long Pokemon's going to be going on forever. Uh, the last two shifts of a generation will only feature drops and not rises their words. Um, you may remember from earlier episodes of the podcast when we used to talk about Smogon, where uh, every uh, used to be month when the game was more popular. Now, every few months, I believe it's once a quarter, uh, once a quarter, mm-hmm. um, Smogon will rise and fall Pokemon from their tiers. We have lots of different tiers. The overused tier, which is where most people are playing, OU, uh, the underused tier, UU. Uh, and then going down the list here, uh, you, you rarely used, are you never used <clears throat> NU and then just PU. They don't say what that is. It's like stinky who PU, <laughs> um, Partially they, used. they move Pokemon in and out depending on how they're used. It's not mm. a decided thing. It is, uh, just a, a numbers numbers game. If a Pokemon fails to reach like 4.52% usage inside their tier, they'll drop. And then if a Pokemon is, you know, being used too much, uh, or there's a lot of stink being used about a certain Pokemon, then it'll be raised. Mm-hmm. They're dropping the whole calculation to rise up a Pokemon, um, just for the last two. So their next two changes are in July and in October. And then they're moving over to Scarlet and Violet. Um, What do you think, Kevin, about the decision to remove rising up in tears? I mean, my initial reaction is that's just going to screw up a lot of the lower tiers. It does help OU, right? Because OU will just clean itself of a lot of the garbage that's in it. Right. And just like make it more competitive. But it's going to add the garbage that was too bad for OU into other tiers below it. Um, which can be scary, right? Because 
I don't I don't actually know what usage stats look like in, in smoke on singles right now, but I'm just gonna mm-hmm. pull up Pokemon and OU out of the, the Slowbro, for example. Right. I feel like Slowbro can do a lot more in like UU than it can do in OU. That's because my VGC brain tells me that Slowbro is a bad Pokemon, but it's an OU for reason, so it's probably a good Pokemon. Right. But you know, that's just I don't know. I, I guess it does in, in hindsight it doesn't really make much of a difference. Because it's just going to be like one or two Pokemon every couple of times. And it's just for the last two transitions before the end of the game. So it does seem like a minor tweak. It's mm-hmm. just interesting because they haven't done it before. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, it, it's, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see that they're making this kind of change now. Uh, and I mean, their their game is still rather healthy. What's the positives? I've only heard negatives. Is there any positives to this? Like, what does this do for the game? Everybody... Uh, all of the all of the mods fully agreed on this. By the way, uh, unanimously, so, un- it was a unanimous agreement. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I play a meta game where everything's <clears throat> allowed, so <laughs> this gets confusing sometimes. Um, yeah. the, the the thing that confuses me a lot about this is, mm-hmm. like, I I I understand the reasoning behind it is that it's the end of the generation. Not a lot of people are playing, so. Mm-hmm the usage stats won't be as accurate as they are when lots of people are playing. Yeah. Um, th- that That's the only thing I kind of get as to why they're doing this. Because it's like, if the usage is, if the usage of players is low, that's smaller sample size. Smaller sample size is smaller accuracy. They want to be as accurate as possible when the new game comes in so that they don't have to rearrange the tiers when new Pokemon get introduced. Right. It seems like what they're talking about is, is that they just don't want to go in and fix it. And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong with thinking that, but their explanation is just pretty much saying that like a three month cycle before the end of a generation is too short for any kind of meaningful change to happen, which I guess maybe I mean, why is that a problem, though? It's just thinning out your your roster. That's all that it is. I don't understand why that's a problem, though. It's not like, why do we bad. have to have a meaningful change? Why can't we just play the game the same way until the end of the season? <laughs> you know, because I think they treat uh, showdown and, and and showdown and like Smogon, just Smogon in general, like a game with a balance patch, like a built in balance patch. OK, I can see that where if a Pokemon isn't being used, we cut it out. And if that Pokemon is gone, does that make the higher tiered Pokemon more relevant because some of its checks are like some of its niche checks are gone? Mm. I don't know. It does. It's weird because by removing a Pokemon from a tier, doesn't that accident does not accidentally, but doesn't that inherently buff that Pokemon by putting it in a tier where it belongs? It does two things. So it buffs that Pokemon by bringing it down into a tier where it can and survive a little bit more. And it also uh, buffs like the middle of that tier that the Pokemon underneath it were removed from. Because imagine the the Pokemon in the middle of the tier. They can't quite make it up there because if you do bring those, you have these niche checks underneath it. Like Mm -hmm. you can't bring in, uh, you know, B Pokemon because C Pokemon exists. Mm -hmm. So now that C Pokemon's gone. B Pokemon has a little bit more room to to actually participate in the in its meta. Uh, 
and then make other Pokemon more irrelevant. So then the D Pokemon becomes even lower in the tier because now C is gone and C was a good uh, compliment to D. So now D is going to fall as well. Mike just had a battle with unknown letters. Dude. D Pokemon, C Pokemon, and B Pokemon. Unknown C? This is a battle of unknowns. (laughs) This is the battle of unknowns. Okay. Jeez. Well, it's let's see what happens, of, I guess, right? It's a bunch of mental <laughs> gymnastics to like understand anything that is going on behind the scenes with with uh, Smogon. And honestly, I kind of like it that way because I, I am happy to have a metagame that I don't understand the the building blocks of, but can actually enjoy and, and have it feel something like new. I feel like people are just afraid afraid of change, right? That's why yeah. they're complaining. I mean, I'm sure this will not make that big of a difference. Well, I mean, it just... happens every time VGC has a new series. Yeah, true. Everyone people complains about of it. change. And yeah, no one likes change. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Now, of course, uh, within the world of Showdown as well, or, or, I keep calling it Showdown. It's not Showdown. Within Smogon, people only play on Showdown because, you know. Game dumb. Game dumb. Uh Within the world of Smogon, still, there is also the World Cup of 1v1, uh, which has happened in previous years and is happening again, uh, has multiple different formats. You've got Sword and Shield, you've got Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, still you've got Oras, you've got Black and White, uh, lots of very interesting formats to, to play 1v1s in. Um, and that is, I believe, accepting registrants until uh, June 5th. So if you are wildly interested in just Pokemon in general and have been playing all of the different games this whole time, go and uh, go and join that. It's a fun time. The only thing I know of but with like 1v1 is like Trick, Choice, Scarf, Sableye, and then click Disable and then win through Struggle. Disableye. Is that what it's called? It has a name? No, that's what oh. I just called it. Disable Disable eye. So yes, that is what's going on in the world of Smoke Gun. Uh, I'm realizing now why we don't talk about Smoke Gun too often. Because again, very complicated stuff. <laughs> and it's it's hard for the, the casual audience, I think, to, to really grasp what's going on. Because it's so hard for us to grasp what's going on. <laughs> They're changing the thing they did a long time. Yeah. Done. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's our job to try and make what's complicated a little bit less complicated just through through our discussions. So mm-hmm. hopefully we we're able to do at least a little bit of that uh, going into this. So that's that. Uh, Kevin, do you want to talk about VGC or Unite? Um, We've got a lot to talk about in both. I guess we save VGC for after the break. Let's okay. get some Unite in here. Okay. So listen, uh, May 30th, Pokemon Unite had a balance patch update as well as a new game mode introduced. Uh, let's really quick go over this balance patch. 1.5.1.6. Big balance patch. Lots of uh, Pokemon were, were fixed and buffed and nerfed. Uh, lots of bug fixes, lots of shop updates and whatnot. Uh, real quick, it looks like Kevin's favorite Pokemon was uh, was kind of taken down a peg. This seems like a, a, a like a pattern by now for me, right? <laughs> like, I clearly I only play the broken garbage. I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> I it started off with Gengar, got got nerfed right away. Then I, I leaned towards a Serena, 
got nerfed. Then I went towards Blastoise. Only Blastoise got the boot too. Yep. It's just the way the world works. <laughs> I mean, Gengar is kind of back now, though. Yeah, Gengar is playable. It's not. It's not as dumb as it used to be. Like, right? It, it literally carried me from beginner to master. <laughs> it was just broken, broken back then. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a problem. I think it was like unstoppable when it was hexing, which is what yeah. was ridiculous. I'll give you some of the highlights here. It looks like Blissey had an overall nerf. Egg Bomb's damage was reduced by quite a bit. Uh, however, Soft Boiled is uh, has had its cooldown reduced by 0.5 seconds. So, I mean, I mean, they classify that as a nerf on, on game eight. But I mean, I wasn't using Egg Bomb anyway. Soft Boiled sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, I guess why not? And Blissey was an issue. It's it like in competitive play. Is, yeah. It's uh, it's ridiculous how good Blissey is. That's right. So now it'll get both of those uh, soft boiled heals off because soft boiled comes with uh, two charges to it. So oh. reducing its cooldown to one point five seconds just means that you're giving another Pokemon a heal twice, uh, like point five seconds faster. Yeah, I think they reduced the ratio of the egg bomb damage too, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, Blissey's not really there to do damage. It's just kind of no, there to exactly. It's a support Pokemon. Yeah. So they're just kind of putting it more in its in its box. Uh, so Blastoise uh, rapid spins effects have been weakened. Uh, Kevin, I think you know exactly how how they were weakened, right? Yeah. So the, the thing with Blastoise is that it the rapid spin is no longer unstoppable, mm. and now only resists hindrances. So it's not uns. Uh, I think the the key thing with like Pokemon Unite and balances is that if a Pokemon has unstoppable, it's broken. Right. right. It's like yeah. unstoppable is just such a good not being able to be stopped, which, you know, that's what <laughs> that's what unstoppable means. It's pretty exactly. darn good, huh? <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, Venusaur's solar beam damage has been increased. They really want people to start using Venusaur's solar beam. The, uh, they still haven't nerfed it, though. So I, they're probably fine with Ooga Booga. They just want you to, you know, try out the other one. Exactly. <laughs> they they see that as as balanced because honestly, I do have some games in Venusaur where I lose. Uh, your Gardevoir was buffed. Uh, hey. Evolution that's a huge buff actually for Gardevoir. Mm -hmm. uh, evolution levels changed from level nine to level eight, so you're finally relevant as of as of level eight. Uh, which I think you found a couple times that being stuck as Curly at level eight really it, sucks. It's a big damage decrease. But you know what's even greater? Because I don't think Game 8 shows like actual numbers. They, they do. Oh, they do? Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stat increases, too, at level 8. Oh, they didn't show that? Really? Oh, yeah. HP went from 3,935 to 4,247. On Evolution? At level 8. Yeah, Yikes. so at Evolution. Yikes. Mm -hmm. And special That's attack really good. go gets like another 100 points in special attack. Wow. Gardevoir is going to be dumb, dumb. Gardevoir is going to be dumb. Confusion was uh, buffed by 17%. Slyshock was buffed by 13%. Uh, there are a lot of... of Slyshock's the good nurse, one, by the way. Yeah, Sci Shock is, is the good, good one. one. That's that's, the, right. that's what is broken. <laughs> yeah. So There are, like I said, there are a lot hype. of Pokemon buffs. Uh, so if you have a favorite Pokemon... Uh, go and look it up. If you have a Pokemon that you were thinking was a little too OP, go and check that they weren't nerfed because a lot of Pokemon were nerfed as well. This feels like a a tank nerf patch. Right? It feels like a, a buff all the attackers and nerf yep. all the tanks. 
Well, I mean, we were in tank meta before this. This is, yeah. this is a very good thing. Yeah, thank goodness, yeah. honestly. The only tank they buffed was Slowbro, and that's because Slowbro was kind of bad. Slowbro was probably one of the least used tanks that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe still Snorlax, but Snorlax's abilities carry it so hard. Like, geez, they um, even buffed Dragonite this patch. Like, Dragonite did. was already good. They did. Uh, Azumarill has had its uh, stats just generally increased. Uh, Aqua Tail's damage has been increased, and Play Rough's damage has been increased by 31%, which is huge. That's I, almost a third. It's amazing. It is just absolutely amazing. And I'm just looking. Thank you. Pierre has sent the uh, stat changes exactly from Unite DB. Yeah, just looking at that. Their uh, Zoomerl's overall HP has just gone way up. Uh, Lifesteal has gone up by quite a bit as well. Aquatail play rough huge the ratio went up it's it's crazy why did they buff lucario <laughs> you've never liked lucario who thought that was timmy yeah timmy who thought that was a good idea yeah they nerfed lucario okay pierre's saying they nerfed it says damage increase on on where i'm looking but the amount of damage done has been reduced and fixed a bug that caused the power oh, it's reduced damage to increase immediately after. This might be a typo on my site then. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> nerf that thing to the ground. Increase instead of decrease? Yeah, that's a big nerf. That's a big Delete typo. That site. <laughs> Listen, good. Nerf it to the ground. Yes, that's right. Uh, so those are just, again, just some of the changes that have uh, that have happened on on Pokemon Unite right now. Looks like a really, really positive uh, balance update, which is really good. Uh, but also, but also, there is a new game mode. That mode is called... Oh, oh, oh. That mode is called Catch'em Battles. Catch'em Battles have arrived, they say on Twitter. Battle against your opponents with wild Pokemon like Articuno, Zapdos, and even Regigigas. Uh, they have said that, and then they didn't really say too much about it, but we have the added benefit of recording this podcast rather uh, close to when it actually comes out. So what we're going to do is we're going to stop. We're going to take a little break right here. Uh, we're going to go and play a game of Pokemon Unite, the catch and battles over uh, over the break. Gotta and when we come back, we'll give, we will give our first impressions uh, of our very first game of catch him. Let's do it. OK, so we just played our first catch and battle in Pokemon Unite. It was a quick battle. Uh, catch and battles are quick battles. I should I should preface that, which means uh, it's a four person battle. It's only five minutes. Uh, very, very fast. Everything scaled up so much. You level up super fast. You'll always almost hit 15 level 15, your, your level cap uh, in, in a quick battle. Kevin, what did you think about about the catch and battle? Well, that was an experience. It's an experience. <laughs> I mean, Okay, okay, so the first Pokemon I turned into was a Ludicolo. Yes. So listen, listen, listen. We'll we'll take a step back from that. The way the catch and battles work is you go around the map, you you do your normal top lane, bottom lane, uh center lane kind of. Uh but when you KO a large Pokemon, so 
there are electrodes, there are uh, Tauroses, there's Louis Colos. Uh, you become, you can become that Pokemon. You can press Y to swap to that Pokemon. It'll save your current uh, Pokemon state. So if you're at like 80% HP, it saves that. And you just become the Ludicolo and you have your own set of, of skills. Please continue with the Ludicolo. Yeah, each different Pokemon has different abilities also. So I turned mm-hmm. into a Ludicolo. And I gotta say, Ludicolo has like a giant Venusaur AoE Giga Drain and like a yeah. giant... Um, Blastoise Hydro Pump. It, it feels like they tried to make like the Pokemon you can evolve into or I guess catch into or catch yeah. very good. Because, I mean, I played as Ludicolo. I played as Articuno. Articuno's dumb, by the way. Yeah. It's just giant AoE like damage per second around you and you also get like an ice beam. Uh, what else? So it it, it I, seems like at the three minute mark, uh, mm-hmm. you it, it it spawns the Articuno and the Zapdos on the top mm-hmm. and the bottom. You can either yeah. choose which one to go to. Usually that would be Rotom or Dreadnought if you're playing the normal game, the normal ranked game. Um, if you KO the Articuno, then you become Articuno. You get a bonus. If you uh, KO the Zapdos, then you can become a Zapdos, get a bonus there. Uh, it's it's wildly fun and then when when you're go, when you're down to i think it's one minute or maybe two minutes maybe a minute and a half uh it spawns regigigas in the middle and mm-hmm. i was lucky enough to ko the regigigas i was able to become the regigigas i had a hyper beam and i had a bulldoze and it destroyed everything <laughs> i was playing as a zoomeral so i don't know if it like carries over your Pokemon stats, that's something that, you know, has kind of yet to be seen um, or at least we'll probably know a little bit more by next week, but just first impressions, barely knowing the game at all, barely knowing the actual mechanics of it. Uh, it was super fun. Honestly. I love that they have made quick battles like relevant, not relevant. Fun. They've made it like an, its own little thing. They've made it fun. Like before, like you st- like we used to play quick battles just to get our red dots out of the way because yes. it would force us to play quick battles. But like at this point, it's like, oh, I might actually play this to kill some five minutes, you know? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, yeah. it's I, interesting. I really, really enjoyed it. I like the step. I mean, I feel like one of the things I've always said about Unite ever since we first started talking about Unite is how do they make game modes for this more interesting? Mm-hmm. They uh, they definitely got creative. They're like, hey, we got the models in the game already. Might as well use them. They gave stats to them. They gave a move or they gave moves to them. And uh, now we can play as them. Now, what I want to see next is an improvement to ranked. Let's go back to ranked. Let's add in a draft mode real quick. Uh, you know, you can do it. Just please rank Very, a draft draft mode, please. They have enough Pokemon to where they can have a like a ban. Yeah, a ban too. Yeah, there's uh, definitely enough ban Pokemon phase for sure. At least three. It doesn't have to be five. It could be three. That's right. All right. Well, that's Pokemon Unite. Let's move on to VGC. Now, VGC, uh, we are just right in the thick of, of we had a couple season. of regionals here in this last week huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we between last saturday and this past saturday and the saturday before it uh there were five five six different regionals going on six of them that's crazy there's there's perth there's lil there's Secaucus, which we went to there's bremen uh thailand had a national championships vancouver had their regionals like it's lots going on and so because there's almost too much to talk about uh we're gonna condense it a little bit uh 
We're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the top eight in each one of these events uh, because they're all kind of different in their own right, which which is actually kind of interesting to me. Uh, Kevin, which one would you like to start with? I guess let's start with Vancouver and go backwards. I love that. All right. Since so the Vancouver most regionals happened uh, May 28th to 29th. 2022 uh winner was gavin michaels who of course brought lunadon uh we've seen lunadon here and there it was popular in secaucus too it was also popular in secaucus that's right uh lunadon was the winner uh zach uh, emerzian uh came in second bringing a soul galio and a uh calyrex shadow team Oh, interesting, because they're also running the uh, the Rotom Heat. So every time I see a Rotom Heat on a Solgaleo team, I'm like, that has Ally Switch. It always uh, has yeah, Ally yeah. Switch. Also, <gasps> Wait a minute. Nihilego, by the way. Nihilego's there. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. That's so who, cool. Who would have guessed? Ni- I mean, the thing with Nihilego is that it's amazing into Evil Tall. Evil mm. Tall really can't do much to it. But the issue with Nihilego, and why not many people play it, is because... Zacian's a Pokemon. <laughs> right. Yes. So so typically you don't like seeing Zacians too much, but I guess, hey, Zach made it work. Got second. Yeah, right. I love seeing the uh, Rotom and Solgaleo beside each other because that is very close to what I was bringing yeah. in uh, Sakakas. But uh, um, yeah. now it's just one of those Pokemon could have could have Healing Wish. Just that would be so nice. Oh, just be yeah. So, so nice. Maybe but... Nihilego is the one with Healing Wish. Probably not. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I mean, its name is Nihilist and Ego. Uh, so I can't imagine that it would have yeah. such a generous. It's such too generous. generous. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too generous. It, th- it throws toxic at you. <laughs> That's right. And with some rocks. A couple more honorable, mention- honorable mentions in the top eight for Vancouver. Uh, Nathan Ortiz brought a uh not only did he bring a sableye and a talon flame he brought a ditto and a curum white and a curum white that he team is wild came in third with this dude <laughs> even urshifu's not seen too often so like right hey, maximum respect given no zation in top three also is worth yeah. mentioning absolutely uh, it's about darn time, time huh I really yeah, what's going on up there? What are you guys really up to? Vancouver. <laughs> what are you guys doing up there? Yeah, really. Uh, a couple of Pallyrex Ices. That's Palkia and Calyrex Ice. Uh, a couple of the Wet Dogs. That's Zacian and, and Kyogre. Uh, coming in eighth, uh, John Who brought an Eternatus. That's a new one. So here's the thing. When, when you don't see a lot of Zacians, you see a lot of other fun stuff. I think yeah. that's kind of what I'm learning from this is Eternatus can make it in there because Dynamax Cannon's really good and you don't have uh, Zation there to, to be Zation. Mm-hmm. That's it's, fair. It's working. I like it. Hey, can we uh, scroll down real quick to number 21? Okay. It's our friend, Kelvin. Babiri.net. <laughs> Kelvin Coon, Babiri.net. Nice. Whoa. 21? You're above Aaron Zhang? He's between Aaron Zhang and Joe UX9. Wow. <laughs> well deserved. Well deserved. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I wish I could have been at Vancouver for that. Would have loved to meet him in person. Because that's the thing. Like when you like you have this whole echelon of, of people who are only going to go to West Coast tournaments, and you have this whole other echelon of people who are going to go to all of the uh 
all of the tournaments. You've got Aaron Zhang and Joe UX9 who are going all over the place for these things. But then you've also got Calvin, who's just over in Vancouver. And he's like, yeah, I can go to this. It's nice and close to my place. I'm pretty sure last time we talked to him, he was talking about like just he doesn't play competitively anymore. He's just focusing on school. So it's nice that he, he you know, got back into it. it. Was close enough for him to go back into it. He took all that data he collected and was like, <laughs> how can I make the most amazing team? <laughs> did it. Hey, he got top 32. And it was a Lunalanization. Very cool. All right. Uh, well, that's Vancouver. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. We got uh, a lot. Go. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a lot. Uh, let's go to Perth. Why not? Uh, Perth was May 21st to 22nd. We're all over the map here. Uh, a lot of it looks like they're mostly uh, Australian natives, like people who, who mm-hmm. live in Australia. Um, winner was Alistair Sandover, who won with a Palkianization. So, I mean, okay. neat. A lot more Zations in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the top eight, six of them included Zation. Uh, coming in second was Sam Pendelis, who came in with an Evelto and a Zation. Uh, and then Alex Donaldson coming in third was uh, Groudon and Calyrex Shadow. Respect and a to uh, Sam for bringing Colossal. Remember Colossal? I remember Colossal. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the standard Colossal team. Like, Colossal can only do decently with Zation and evil tall it feels sometimes mm-hmm. so hey getting a uh, number two with colossal is pretty impressive considering that most teams or most players should at least know what to do against it by now wow. right but i guess teams just stop preparing for it because you know it's not popular before we've you got, needed an answer we've got pierre in the back talking about uh john who from vancouver who came in number eight came in eighth uh the person who brought turned us like i mentioned uh Apparently, that was the Lugia guy from Indianapolis. <laughs> Might have inspired Josh Ferris, who got 13th place with a Lugia and an Arcanine in oh, Vancouver. <laughs> wow, Vancouver's fun. Vancouver's wild, because even number 14 had like an Alolan Executor, a Rotom Mo, and a Marowak Alola. Wow. <laughs> this is Dude, wild. We have, we have got to go to Vancouver sometime. They have this Japanese hot dog place that, ooh. I, I just love Japadog is is wonderful. They have the Japanese hot dog place that apparently just gives everyone in Vancouver alpha brain. And then it does. <laughs> it just run these crazy teams. There's something in the water <laughs> over there. I'm telling you. Uh, all right. Moving on to I'm leaving Secaucus. Like every time I look at Secaucus, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's push that. Uh, let's go to Lille. So Lille, France. Uh, that was same weekend as Secaucus. That was May 21st to 22nd. Uh, we were a little busy at the time, but uh, <laughs> burning. It, yeah, right. <laughs> winning Sakakis again, most uh, winning Lil, excuse me. Uh, lots of Zations in the top eight. In those eight, seven of them were Zation. So let's just Yikes. go ahead and say that. Uh, winner was a wet dog who brought a Shadinja uh, and a Kartana on their team. Not bad. Cortana so is cool. I mean, I, I remember months ago we said, where's Cortana? And like, look, now we have three Cortanas in top eight. Yeah, right. There it is. Uh, coming in second was uh, Julio Tarlau, who came in with a Lunadon. Again, like it's it's interesting whenever you see these Lunadon teams, they're all mostly the same uh, in the back. Uh, mm-hmm. The restricteds kind of um, influence the rest of the team, plus or minus like one or two of the four. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've usually got like an Incineroar, you've usually got a, a Charizard in there because it benefits so well from from Groudon's Drought, uh, as well as sometimes a Venusaur. Uh, this one in particular did have a Venusaur and a Porygon too. Depends on how much you want to miss. That's when you run Venusaur. <laughs> That's my opinion, at least. I mean, how lucky just... do you feel today? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they synergize so well. It's it's a good also core. Yeah. Something I will mention in Lil is three Shedinjas in top eight. Are you kidding me? Yeah, three Shedinjas in top eight, three Cartanas wow. in top eight. Hold on. Three identical I... teams in top eight. Now that I'm realizing it, they they all have the same team. <laughs> the three uh, po- three Shedinjas. We we have our our fact checker Pierre now in our in our call uh, listening in here. Uh, do you could you let me know what Shedinja is called in French? Is that just a, a thing? I'm looking here. It's How do you say munja, dead bug? Munja. De- munja. From Mue and Ninja. Or Mu, Which means shed shell. Muja. Hey, I, I guess that tracks. Yeah, that's. They love their Mujas. <laughs> yeah, it's Munja. Munja. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Uh, looking juice. at more of the top eight in France, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of Incineroars. It's a lot of Zations. Uh, there's a couple, you know, Cartanas here and there, a couple Gastrodons, a couple, couple Kyogres, a lot of Thunderuses. Wow, a lot of Thunderuses. France was not as exciting as Vancouver. Right. Let's good go job to everyone to who won. Yeah. yeah, good job <laughs> to everyone who won, but you guys weren't very creative. <laughs> Well, okay, you want to talk about not very creative? Let's go to Bremen, Germany real quick. Uh, (laughs) Insulted a whole city. (laughs) You want to talk about not creative? Let's go to Germany. (laughs) 135 players in this. Uh, Let's let's look at the top eight real quick. Do you have that open in front of you? Yep. I I would like you to just go and tell me the top three. Uh, You can just list off their Pokemon. So we got Zacian, Ogre, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Incinrilla, yeah, yeah. Grim, Zappy. And that was the top three. All three <laughs> of those people were using the exact same team. Zacian, Kyogre, Incinera, Rillaboom, Grim, Snarl, Zapdos. That must have been a great finals to watch the mirror match. It's so irritating playing a mirror match sometimes. I mean, how, how about all of it being mirror match, huh? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, six Zations in, in top eight in Germany. Uh, there's a Lunadon in there that's not the Zation. There's another Lunadon in there that's not the Zation. There are three Whimsicots in the top eight from fifth to seventh. Uh, they were all just gatekeeping each other. And the people who, who ascended to the top included the Zapdos, included the Rillaboom, included the... Uh, oh. The Grim Snarl. Oh my goodness. It's like these, it's like Bremen had a bet of how many of the same teams can we have? Because if you scroll down, number nine has the exact same team. Number 16, the exact same team. This was calculated. This was absolutely calculated. Number 30, exact same team. Number 30, yes. What's happening? Is there a call going on that you guys aren't inviting us to where you guys just say what you're going to bring to regionals? Are you all friends? Can we (laughs) join? (laughs) 
What are you Add playing? Add me to your WhatsApp group, please. <laughs> Alex Gomez, I'm looking at you. Eric Rios, I'm looking at you. Okay, our fact checker Pierre says that was Pangy's Indianapolis winning team. That's why everyone uh, ran Yes, it. that's right. That, that's a very familiar team to, to all of us. But uh, that still, they clearly made a decision. <laughs> they made a choice. They're still right? friends. <laughs> I mean, this was one of the the May 28th to 29th ones. So they had a whole week to see, you know, all of the ones that were going on in in the week before to go and make like little changes to their team, because clearly it it looks like new teams are starting to bubble up. But they went they went back. Is that what people do? They just play the last winning team to the next regionals. I'm certain that's what a lot of people do. I guess so. I mean, (laughs) Like, see, my goal would be to counter his team as as carried. Yeah, no, that's figuring out the team to to counter that one would probably be the the winning play. Even Pangy didn't bring his own team to Sakakas. That's right. (laughs) Okay, you said Sakakas. Let's talk about Sakakas. Sakakas was uh, May 21st, 22nd. We were there. Uh, We talked about our experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Top eight were all American. Whoop de doo. Emilio Forbes was the winner of that one, came in with a Zation and a Calyrex Shadow. Uh, Alex Underhill uh, won uh, second with a Palyrex Ice, Palkia and Calyrex Ice. Uh, and we watched those games. Very fun. Very fun games to watch. There was a lot of Palyrex Ice in Zakalkis, uh, it seemed. And also a lot of Al- Alchemies with those Palyrex Ices. I think our friend Mocha played like three in their Swiss run. He did, which is, yeah. Which is wild. I'm like, I don't even want to play one. And I think I even I played two. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was all over the place. Uh Wolf mm-hmm. like, came in third uh with a uh Lunadon. And then of course Paul Chua was there as well, came in coming in with the Polyrex Ice, uh Kyle Livinghouse with the the uh Zation and Calyrex Shadow, much like Emilio Forbes actually came in with the exact same team. Much like me. Yeah. Except I had a butterfree on mine. <laughs> you did have a butterfree. And it's it's good. We we did we talk about your your butterfree? We did talk about it. I think your we butterfree. did we did last week, yeah. Yeah. Um you haven't released it yet. No, it's not bad. I still don't think it's bad. I didn't lose right. any of my games because of butterfree. I could say that for a fact. Do you think that you can improve the team by like changing out one or two Pokemon, or is it like oh, absolutely. a practice thing with that specific team? No, it's not a practice thing. I just insta lose to uh Calyrex Shadow and Regilecki leads. Oh. So that's what I've been working on. I, I I have the team yeah with the Butterfree still on it. I'm just rearranging Pokemon around until I figure out how to beat that lead. I see. I see. But, but Butterfree staying for now. I haven't convinced myself not to use it yet. <laughs> also, special mention to number 14 of this regional Rowan Hall. Good job. Good job. Poke Sports Day winner. So, so close to uh, top, top eighting this one. Yeah. That would have been super cool. But Rowan did lose to who won the whole thing and went undefeated in the exactly. whole tournament. I mean, Emilio. So, right? yeah, respect, right? <laughs> yeah. I will say, uh, Emilio Forbes did end up uh, winning the uh, Swiss rounds eight and zero. So, completely undefeated, pretty much. Uh, in sets anyway, yeah, the entire sets. time, mm-hmm. the entire time, which is really impressive. We'd love spooky, to see it, dude. Just a clean sweep. 
Uh, okay. And last but not least, let's talk about Bangkok, Thailand. Only had 38 players happened on May 29th of this year, <clears throat> but was probably one of the more interesting uh, turnouts. Saving the best for last year. In first, Nontaro is the person's name. Uh, came with a Groudon, Incineroar, uh, Venusaur, Grimmsnarl, Charizard, and Xerneas. Hello. That's a Xerneas. Wow. Yes. That's a meta call if I've ever seen one. That's a meta call. Now, if you guys are unaware about Nontaro, they got multiple showdown accounts at like top yeah, 10 ladder right. most of the time. They're pretty darn good at the game. So it makes a lot of sense that they were able to get first place. The fact that they made a meta call on Xerneas is still baffling to me, but this now means that Xerneas has more regional wins than Reshiram. And by more, I mean one. That's so funny that you That's mentioned That's so that. sad. It's <laughs> so funny to me that you mentioned that he's, he's uh, top on Shodan. I went and looked up his Twitter just now when you said that. And mm -hmm. it's just filled with like, he takes a screenshot of him at number one. He's like back to top ladder again, goes to the next <laughs> one, back to number one on ladder again. It's just another <laughs> screenshot of him like topping the ladder all the time. GG's, I guess. Wow, that's that's interesting. He does he does some coaching there. So a uh, quick little shout out to to Nantaro there. Uh, really, really neat. Um, yeah, the rest of top eight, which is really the only thing that this that Victory Road is showing me right now. Uh, Wet Dog came in with a Kartana, came in with uh, uh, an Amoongus coming in at second. In third, we have a Dialga and Ooh. a Kyogre. This may be the first Dialga that I've mentioned today. <laughs> Mike it has been trying really first, hard. It is certainly the first Latias yes. uh, that I've seen today. Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> Mike uh, is what uh, am I trying? Yeah. Mike has been trying really hard to convince himself not to like Dialga. And it keeps impressing him. It does. <laughs> that's a, that's the thing that I always find funny. It's I like, don't understand Dialga yet. I just don't. I think when Mike Mike has Dial, had Dialga on his uh, Sakakas team, yes, and we were doing some practice games on the ladder, and he was like, "To be honest, I don't see what Dialga does on this team." And then the times we said Mike bring Dialga, he brought it. He was like, and then he just clicks like Max Wormwind or Roar of Time, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. oh wow!" <laughs> I will say I don't think I used Max Wormwind once in Sakakas, and that is just my inexperience. I'm sure there are times where I could have, but I usually was just trying to Dynamax my Soul Galio. Fair, because you wanted to make the process happen. Yeah. Well, exactly. Mm -hmm. You, you, you got to trust the process. <laughs> if you lost the game, you either didn't trust the process enough or you got you know, your opponent didn't trust <laughs> your process. That was it. <laughs> and again, just to let everybody know, the process is to kill off your own Latias with a healing wish uh, and then ally swap your Rotom Heat into your Soul Galio, which will trigger the healing wish uh, and heal it all the way back up to full and remove any any um, any status conditions on it, which is just so amazing whenever it hits. And I mm -hmm. think I made friends because of it <laughs> and really isn't that just the whole thing. Isn't that everything? I think that's everything. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I can honestly say that I don't know the names of any of my opponents, but Mike probably had a lot of talks with them, but <laughs> just yeah. saying like, so what is what was the plan there, man? <laughs> I'll let you know what the plan and then was. I say, can I show you? <laughs> just just play play against me one more time. Okay, now wait, don't hit my Latias. <laughs> just leave the Latias alone. Put it to sleep. No stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Going on with uh, with with Thailand here, uh, coming in fourth, there was a uh, Palyrex Ice, the only one in top eight, uh, and then a couple of Zations and Calyrex Shadows. So, I mean, the rest of it, not not too wildly impressive. Vancouver, I think, in my mind, yeah, won wins. the regional battle. Yeah, that's definitely the coolest one by far. It's like everyone put their thinking caps on. Yeah. It was like a relatively low sample size, right? You had 117 players in, in Vancouver, not as much as like Secaucus with its, uh, how much did Secaucus have? 138, 138 oh, that actually really? attended. Oh, yeah. fair. Yeah. Cause that's it too, right? Is you have, uh, the sign of these people who will sign up, but then people who kind of plans will fall through and you can't go all of a sudden. I will let you know that out of all the regions we talked about today, Secaucus had the most. They did. They did. Wow. Uh, it goes Secaucus, and then Bremen had 135, and then Vancouver had 117, Perth had 57, Lil had 128, and then the Thailand National Championships had 38. So I will not say it's, ton. I'm not trying to like take away from any of the people that competed in Thailand. Obviously, they're all very good players. They've proven that. But I will say it's crazy that out of 38 players four of them get get world invites and one of them get, gets a day two with travel rewards. Right? That, that... We gotta I mean, start going I'm, to Thailand to go to worlds, Mike. We just... <laughs> this is where we have to go. You know? I mean... We gotta go to Thailand Nationals. Let's, uh, let's brush up on our... Whatever language they speak over there. I, I don't actually know. Thailandish. <laughs> that doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah uh but i mean hey if they win they deserve it Go oh no it, of course right? of course yeah. absolutely okay, I, so I would be curious to see i would be curious to see how that performs at how, how they would perform at worlds people with a a smaller uh team pool mm -hmm. so there's that anyway that was a lot today ah. and so i i thank you all for uh bearing with us and, and going through this with us uh really fun times or or had this this week and past two weeks and just among all the games i think it's uh it's a great time to be in pokemon cool um so that's gonna be the end of our podcast today i hope you enjoyed uh go and check out youtube.com slash pokesports because again we have hopefully by now hit ten thousand subscribers and have a lovely video of us making poor decisions up on up on the channel <laughs> so dude we've got to make a thumbnail for that and everything oh bro i'll leave that one up to you no okay fine micah job dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's true uh kevin you got anything else to to plug this week um not just youtube i think cool. uh if you guys haven't checked out YouTube yet, YouTube yet, what can I do to convince you? I mean, really? <laughs> what What can I do? I will do. Do you want me to download it on your phone? I'll I'll upload the app for you. YouTube? You think people don't have <laughs> YouTube? You think that's the problem? Well, the, 